This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, at some point, most people come to accept that one of life's only guarantees is that things are going to change, whether we want them to or not. Retirement is no different. As a Money Crashers article, 11 Ways Retirement Has Changed Over the Last 25 Years, notes The Social Security Act wasn't signed into law until 1935, and Medicare wasn't signed into law until 1965. It's difficult to imagine folks navigating retirement without these two programs, but many Americans had to do exactly that. And it wasn't just the development of government programs that fueled transformative changes to retirement. That same Money Crashers article also explains that while pensions have been around since the 1870s, They didn't become common until the Internal Revenue Act of 1921 exempted contributions to employee pensions from federal corporate income tax. And don't forget that a mere 50 years ago, 401ks and IRAs, two different retirement bedrocks for millions of contemporary Americans, hadn't even been invented yet. But before we delve any further into the power and importance of change when it comes to retirement, let me introduce my adaptable co-host, Tony Shore who has always shown himself to be cool, calm, and collected no matter what topic I throw at him. <laughs> well, that's not true. The minute you bring up math, I'm, I'm at a loss. Uh, so. That's why we keep that you know, off the show. <laughs> well, no, you're the numbers guy. So, uh, But my, my biggest life philosophy, you're right, is to roll with the punches. And uh, this, is, this is a good one. Uh, changes. Uh, we're talking about changes. We should probably uh, play the song uh, Roll With The Changes. There you go. Uh, Isn't that REO Speedwagon? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, roll with the changes. Uh, That's the theme of today's show. And boy, there are a lot of changes that happen to uh, retirement type accounts and planning. I mean, from taxes to Social Security to Medicare. There have been a lot of changes, especially in the last 10 years and even in the last two years with everything that's been going on. So this this sounds like a good one. I think you've teed up a great show for us today. Now, before we get into it, though, I wanted to tell you I'm doing great. I wanted to thank you for having me on the show. And Aaron, I, I wanted to ask you, how you've been doing. Now, you've been keeping busy, too, haven't you? It's been a busy summer. You know what? I can't complain. Um, while others are trying to find work or going back to work, uh, it's been a steady stream. So 
just helping clients out. Even though a lot are snowbirds here, uh, you know, leaving Arizona for the summer, coming back, it's still been plenty busy. And, and I've been helping people, you know, not only answering questions, but, you know, uh, forecast and, and speculate and, you know, also invest. So, yes, it's been a, bu- a very busy summer. Right. And, and, you know, everybody, we talked before the show about our kids, uh, you know, going back to school and your son, uh, speaking of changes, his first year of uh, seventh grade of junior high and my daughter, That's right. her first year of college. So That's right. we just moved her in this past weekend and uh, she's excited, nervous and excited at the same time, just like, just like her mom and dad were nervous and excited right along with her. So uh, she's, she's going to do great. We're just, uh, you know, we'll miss her. Uh, but she, what university is this? Uh, she's it's the to? University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's uh, one of the top business schools in the country. She got a scholarship to the Opus School of Business there. So uh, Heck yeah. a, a full scholarship. So we're, we're proud, very proud of her. She's really sharp and uh, helps the pocketbook out there, too. <laughs> and <laughs> well, she, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. She won't have to graduate with tons of debt. So that helps. And nowadays, that's a problem. But- you know, we've mentioned that on the show before too, but you know, you, you use the word adaptable and you know, my, obviously this is going to come as no surprise. Uh, my favorite philosopher is, uh, the English philosopher, Sir Francis Bacon. I think, no kidding. I think you can tell why he's my favorite, but he actually <laughs> said he that will not apply new remedies must expect new evils for time is the greatest innovator. So uh, we need to be able to constantly change with things, and I think that's what that means. But the older I get, the more I realize one of the keys to a happy and fulfilling life, and I assume a, a fulfilling retirement too, is to not just constantly pine for the way things used to be, but uh, somewhat embrace the way things are now and have a plan for the future, right? That's exactly right. Time is the greatest innovator. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the Money Crashers article Well, the next piece of info is that real Social Security benefits have declined over time. And that's certainly a doozy, but it's true. Between 1975 and 1984, the Social Security Administration's annual cost of living adjustment averaged a healthy 7.7%, which outpaced inflation. And during that time, the highest cost of living bump was a truly stunning 14.3%. Oh, But boy, oh boy, have things changed since 2009. Yeah. From that year through 2020, the average cost of living adjustment was a decidedly stingy 1.38%. Oh. And in three of those years, there was actually a no cost of living adjustment. Accordingly, the article explains that Social Security's real real world purchasing power dropped a breathtaking 30% between 2000 and 2020. Yikes. Jeez. Well, yeah, and it's been ridiculous. I mean, those those cost of living adjustments or colas that they add to people's uh, social security have kind of been a joke uh, mm-hmm. for the last twenty years because, it, like you say, they've dropped thirty percent. That's, and I think part of it is the calculation the government uses to figure inflation really doesn't take into consideration inflation. <laughs> they they <laughs> use a they use some algorithm and a formula, and I think you've explained it to me before, but it's. It's ridiculous because it's like, oh, we're not going to include food or gas or energy in that nah. energy costs nah. or gas or food because those things never go up. Right. And we're not going to take into account how much your health care insurance, how much you have to pay each month in health care insurance, which is 
right. has gone up alarmingly or school costs, which has gone up, you know, I mean, these things have gone up way more than one or 2% a year. We're talking about some years jumps of 10 and 20% in the last 20 years. And yet that cost of living adjustments, uh, you know, the average was 1.38%. That's <laughs> percent. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that's why people need to work with someone like yourself. I mean, a financial services professional to help them devise a strategy that's going to factor in Social Security, yet uh, won't overly rely on it, right? I think you nailed it all right there, Tony. Yeah. Um, well, the next big retirement planning change that more employers are transitioning from pensions to contribution accounts. Probably isn't much of a shock for most of our listeners. A mere 25 years ago, pensions were still fairly common. But in the years since, there's been a tremendous acceleration in the shift away from pensions to contribution plans like 401ks and 403bs. Additionally, many pension funds are seeking to buy out their beneficiaries. In this process, the pension fund seeks to provide one-time payments through a process called de-risking. Uh, the benefit for the pension fund is the aforementioned one-time payment rather than lifetime payments. While this is certainly a significant shift, many younger workers have access to employer-provided retirement accounts. And if they don't, they can work with a financial services professional to set up retirement income tools that may simultaneously suit their current needs and their retirement goals. Yeah. And you know what I always say, uh, the pension has gone the way of the pension. So <laughs> I think for a lot of young people out there, you know, pensions are just an old timey thing. Their parents and grandparents might've had or talk about kind of like black and white TV or baseball before the designated hitter. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. But the shift from pensions to contribution accounts is a good reminder that changes to retirement planning are inevitable. And speaking of contribution accounts, According to the article, a surprising 41% of full-time millennial workers don't have access to an employer-sponsored retirement plan. The rising tide of 1099 gig economy workers is a significant contribution. The rising tide of 1099 gig economy workers is a significant contributing factor to that. Yeah. That said, the article goes on to explain that only 31% of millennials who have access to an employer-sponsored plan take advantage of it. To me, that's a very concerning number. Ultimately, whether you have access to an employer plan or you have to go it alone, I believe it's important to get rolling with a savings tool long before your retirement. Yeah, I mean, change isn't always something that simply just happens to us while we sit around Sometimes we can spark positive change by making decisions. Yep. And another big change when it comes to preparing for retirement is that Americans simply aren't saving enough money. In fact, a truly alarming 42% of baby boomers have nothing saved. That's right. Zero. The article points out another study that found 70% of boomers who are saving for retirement still have less than $5,000 socked away. Oh. When it comes to retiring when you want and how you want, saving and then saving some more and then saving a little bit more after that can be one of the most important things you can do. Yeah. Save, save, save. Well, you know what? Let's take a, a moment to let our listeners know how they can get a plan in place and, and meet with you. I know you're offering a complimentary consultation. Yeah. Always uh, no cost, no obligation consultations. Uh, either face-to-face -face or virtually, you can uh, contact me at area code 
2846393 or toll free at 8663937799. All right, well thank you so much Aaron. And you know what? Uh, we're going to continue this discussion. It's been an eye-opening chat so far. What's the next retirement change you have for us? The Money Crashers article 11 ways retirement has changed over the last 25 years. Next tells us that Americans are living longer than ever, which is certainly good news as long as your retirement strategy has you covered. The average American life expectancy is currently about 78.5 years. Just 25 years ago, the average American life expectancy was about 75.4 years. While a longer life gives you more time for adventures and hobbies, you'll also need enough money to pay for all of that. Remember, no, Social Security increases aren't guaranteed to keep pace with the cost of living, and pensions are fading. So consider working with a financial services professional to take advantage of the retirement tools you have at your disposal. You can even put together a combination of multiple retirement savings tools. Yeah, and like you said, Social Security isn't guaranteed to make up for cost increases. Uh, pensions are disappearing. People aren't taking full advantage of their other tools like 401ks and IRAs from the numbers you gave us. Uh, all of this means you need to work closely with a financial services professional uh, to help maintain that preferred lifestyle after you retire, correct? Mm-hmm, exactly. And rising healthcare costs are another element of retirement that's changed a great deal during the last couple decades. Between 1992 and 2018, per capita healthcare spending in the United States jumped from $5,187 to $11,172, according to the article. And unfortunately, healthcare costs are likely to continue their upward trajectory. Yeah, nearly double. Research... Exactly. Nearly doubled. So we have to, if you haven't already, you got to spend some time with this wow. and go over it. Yeah. Uh, research from HealthView Services projects that lifetime healthcare costs for couples who are 65 will be nearly $540,000. And here's another gut punch. That figure doesn't include long-term care expenses. Oh. Future healthcare costs are a significant concern for nearly all of my clients. And one thing I always try to do when I'm chatting with them is to not sugarcoat the situation. Healthcare is expensive, it's that simple, but there may be strategies and tools that can help you get the protection you need without blowing up your retirement budget. Right, and I believe that financial confidence is important. So, you know, something like a long-term care policy might not only protect your finances, it's gonna also help you feel better, less stressed, more confident about the years ahead. Yep. And also Medicare Part D, their prescription drug coverage is another significant change to retirement that's popped up in the last quarter century. The Medicare Prescription Drug Improvement and Modernization Act of 2003, which went into effect in 2006, provided millions of Americans with new options for getting their prescriptions. Specifically, the law implemented what we know today as Medicare Part D coverage, which allows private sector drug plans that are regulated by Medicare. With these plans, retirees may pay a monthly fee in exchange for lower prescription prices. I think these plans are a great option, but there are also other tools and products that I'd urge retirees to consider before making that final decision, including prescription drug discount cards. Prescription drug coverage as we age is obviously very important and navigating the process of finding the resources you need can be tricky 
So don't hesitate to reach out for help. Yeah. yeah. I think it's fair to say that Medicare Part D has made a positive impact on the retirement of a lot of folks. So that's a good change. That's a positive change that's uh, come uh, to retirement planning right there. Definitely. And Part D isn't the only titanic change that's come to Medicare in the last 25 years. Medicare Advantage plans, which began gaining traction in the late 1990s, have become another tool that plenty of retirees rely on. Also called Medicare Part C, these are private plans regulated by Medicare that provide the policyholder with additional services. You'll often see Medicare Advantage policies billed as an all-in-one plan because they provide enhanced coverage beyond traditional Medicare for things like dental and vision. Just bear in mind that these plans require you to pay an additional premium. Though there's little question these plans are increasingly popular, they share some of the same complexities that we addressed a couple minutes ago with prescription drug plans, which means you should do your homework, shop around, and ask for some help before you make any final decisions. Yeah, I think that's good. And and we've had whole shows about Medicare before, and I'm sure it'll be coming up here when uh, open enrollment uh, during that time period as well. We'll talk some more about Medicare. I have a lot of questions for you on that one. Uh, but uh, when I look at the people in my own life uh, who are retired or nearing the traditional retirement age, it seems like a lot of them uh, have retired maybe later than they planned on. Uh, have you noticed that? I certainly have noticed that. And the data backs it up, too. Uh, as the article explains, in 1990, a mere 38% of Americans between the ages of 62 and 64 were still working. Today, that number is 53%. Wow. Furthermore, in 1997, 57% of men began receiving Social Security at 62. But today, the number of men taking their benefit at 62 has dropped by a third. The driving force behind this seismic shift is likely twofold. First, many folks are probably choosing to work longer because they expect to live longer. For many Americans, the idea of a 25 or even a 30-year retirement isn't very appealing because, well, that's a lot of time to yeah. fill. Secondly, many people are likely working longer simply because they have to. As we've noted throughout the show, the purchasing power of a monthly Social Security check isn't what it once was, and for most Americans, pensions are no longer available. All of which means some folks have to work longer to secure the needed finances to enjoy their preferred retirement lifestyle. Yeah, that's a good point. People don't want to give up their lifestyle, plus they're living longer. I think that adds up to people uh, retiring later. That's a big change that's happened to retirement. And, and this has been a great topic so far. Uh, let's keep it going. What do you have for us in our final segment? Well, in our first two segments today, we talked exclusively about the past. So in our final segment, we're going to talk about the future. A Kiplinger article, 10 Ways Retirement Will Be Different in 2030, is a lot of fun and provides some thought-provoking insights. The article's first intriguing nugget is that by 2030, your health may be monitored constantly thanks to trackers capable of highlighting things like vital signs, electrocardiogram data, blood glucose levels, blood pressure, and more. All of this info will be sent to your doctor's office in real time. It's also possible that by the beginning of the next decade, implantable microchips will supply your daily medications. Mm. Yeah, you know, you I've read about that, Tony. I don't, I, I don't know about that, but uh, I've read <laughs> articles that uh, hint at that. But uh, I, I agree with the first thing. They already have things they can put on you and in you that will monitor 
uh, mm-hmm. things, uh, and that's that's the direction we're headed. But man, uh, implants that will supply medication that that could get tricky, and you you wouldn't want anyone to hack it, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Very true. Yeah, they're going to have to figure that one out. But I'm sure a lot of people are eager for technology that's going to help, uh, you know, keep us more healthy in retirement. That's for sure. Yep. Well, speaking of technology, Tony, by 2030. The science behind self-driving cars will likely be much more advanced than it is today. As the article notes, drivers between the ages of 55 and 74 have fewer injuries and deaths than younger drivers. But at age 75, there's a large surge in deaths and injuries behind the wheel. So what do self-driving cars mean for retirees? It means a ride whenever you need it with just a few taps on an app of your phone. No more navigating busy traffic at a time when your reflexes aren't quite as sharp as they used to be. And for your family, no more juggling their schedules when you need to get to places. Sure. Sure. I think uh, technology is really going to change things in so many areas for retirees. And you know what? This has been a great discussion, but we're almost out of time, Aaron. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Yeah, if you'd like more info about what we discussed today, I'd encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office number. Once again, that's 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799. We can discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and or address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron, and great discussion today. A lot of changes to retirement uh, are coming and have happened over the last few years. So uh, a great episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Security Administration or any other government agency.